the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made it, babies. We made it all the way to Friday. Yay. Glad to have you guys here with me. I tell you, I, 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 you know who's happier than I am right now to have made it to Friday? No, not just you in there. I see that hand going up. Let me tell y'all, everybody in the Democrat Party and the left is breathing a huge sigh of relief. These people had held their breath for four days. Before Joe Biden opened his crazy gaff-prone mouth My name to is Joe speak. Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Yeah, well, he actually, he didn't say anything that crazy last night. No, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to break down the speech a little bit. More importantly than what he said last night, everybody's talking about what he didn't say. Major, the gaff was not in what he said last night. The major gaff was in what he did not say today. Huge mistake going on. So we got to talk about that a little bit later on the show. It's Friday, so of course we've got Bob Walters who's going to be here with his uneducation uh, segment related to the education, the uneducation department in, in this country. Just because the schools are closed doesn't mean the left isn't u- seeing how they can work these schools uh, to continue to use them for indoctrination centers. we got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week coming up a little bit later. would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Did you watch the convention? Did you watch the speech last night? What are your thoughts about that? As well as what are you hoping to see from President Trump going into the uh, Republican National Convention next week or just anything else that's on your on your mind? 888-344-1170. The man who would take your calls and who um, keeps me in line. Every night of the week is DJ Potato Skins. We are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. It will include and across the board. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. You know, I I prefer the much rosier outlook on life that uh, Trump is bringing to the table. You're going to see that at the RNC. Joe was so disturbed dystopia dark days ahead if you want to believe joe's message so i'm you know trump 2020 well um it's interesting because initially my first thought was wow we made it that's why everybody breathes a sigh of relief he made it through a 20 minute speech but did he really 
Because as, as somebody pointed out today, uh, does anybody really believe that that was live, that he actually came to the microphone? This was a man that couldn't get through a, t- a prompter speech live from his basement mid-morning without major gas. Yet he came out and supposedly delivered a pretty much mistake-free prompter 20-minute speech. Uh, no, clearly it was recorded. We don't know how many hours it took to make him through, through it, how many edits it took. I can tell you, I've got a lot of prompter uh, experience in my life. Um, I've done a lot of corporate training videos where I have to stand for hours uh, reading off a prompter. And there's takes because as human beings, we we tend to make mistakes as we talk. Look what I just did. I just repeated myself. We, we, you know, so even when you're working off of a prompter, you're trying to read something that's been written. You're trying to do it and, and prompt. You got the prompter operator, uh, whoever loads the prompter. Oftentimes they'll uh, mistype a word in there. And so you're trying to read it, make sure that, you know, and then they put there in the wrong context. There's all kinds of things that have to that have to come to play to have it come across well off of a prompter. And even somebody like myself with a lot of experience doing it, I can tell you that when I'm doing these corporate training videos on prompter, I make mistakes. We got to recut it. We got to retake it. I'm lucky if I can get through five minutes straight without having to stop and restart unless they want it to sound conversational. And to me, I will tell you, that's one of the things that I don't like about prompter speeches, why I prefer live, is because I think you come across as genuine and authentic when you're speaking as human beings do naturally where we make mistakes we stutter a little bit or we gotta we got oh you know what? i didn't mean to say the word that way you you self-correct it sounds conversational you know whenever trump's on teleprompter yeah it's fine but when he's not and you know he's speaking from the heart god the power that that man uses when he speaks is unbelievable right oh and, yeah and and he also mixes in when you're speaking live and you're on prompter you're able to mix in a little ad lib oh sure with and go off prompter a little bit go at and so the ability to do that is trump's magic and and that's one of the reasons why he did so well in 2016. This man could stand there. Obama talking about Trump being lazy. You kidding me? Who, who else but Trump, particularly at his age, could night after night after night go and stand under the lights and speak extemporaneously or on and off prompter for an hour and a half at a whack? Let me tell you, Joe Biden did not do that live last night. But let's say he did. Let's say he actually delivered. OK, so what if if that's your biggest accomplishment if that's your your biggest win in last night was that he made it through a 20 minute speech what does that say to you you're in trouble because your your campaign is just beginning you got almost 70 days in which your man has to go up against our man who's done night after night after night rally after rally after rally can go out and do a press conference for coronavirus sit down to do interviews this is a man if biden had it in him if he did that speech last night live he would have been able to come out today and do and do a rally live he would be doing live all along he wouldn't be waiting until sunday to have some canned interview with him and um kamala harris taking questions from robin whatever her name is and oh by the way abc news you know what kind of nonsense is that how dumb are you to be interviewing this they're supposed to be the anti-systemic racism ticket and yet you tried yet of all the anchors you got at abc news you picked the black woman to do the interview <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about biden's speech there wasn't much um the the, the democrats clearly their goal this week was to um to not do any damage, to just try to maintain status quo, just do just what they could do, say, get, get them out there to say just enough, no specifics to try to keep keep things in line. Don't have him lose any ground, because that's that's the that's the issue that you've got with Joe Biden. As Obama said, 
leave it to Joe Biden. He will find a way to mess things up. So there was not really anything standout moments. There wasn't anything that he said that no catchy slogans, no catchy catchphrase like MAGA, nothing that would that would inspire rally goers to start chanting, nothing that inspires organic grassroots catchy hashtags or bumper stickers but there was one line that jumped out at me that i got to talk about and it's when he started talking about mandating masks and he did it in a way in which it was so belligerent to me as he's talking about not any and he doesn't talk about the mask being patriotic from a science standpoint doesn't back it up with any science because there isn't any science to back up the mandates of masks. But he, but he's, he's talking about it in a way that uh, it's patriotic for you to do it. I'm going to issue it. In fact, it's one of the only specifics that was in his speech in terms of a policy. Just like it's the only specific policy idea that he and Kamala Harris came out with on their debut that day. And you've got to think about yourself. Think to yourself why. Why is it that the only thing specific related to policy is to force facial coverings on 330 million Americans? And you know what it got me thinking about? As we approach September 11th, it got me thinking about this kind of this kind of mandate over human beings. I remember on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, I interviewed, I was back in D.C. and I interviewed Dr. Ahmed, who is a Muslim who was, I believe, the ambassador to Pakistan, who was a professor at American University. And he said to me, the terrorists are in a war against Western civilization. He said, don't you people think? Don't you think at all? And I got to thinking about that force. The the one thing that specifically that Joe Biden would throw out there would be force facial coverings as we approach 9-11. And stay with me for a minute. And I'll connect the dots for you. Those Islamic terrorists who flew the planes into the Twin Towers, they did so because they hate America. And why? What is it that they hate about America so much? They hate our Judeo-Christian principles and values. They hate our culture of individual liberty. They hate our freedoms. They hate our free market. They blame America for all the problems in the world. They deny the truth that America has been the cure for all the problems in the world of communism and Nazism, which Muslims embraced and participated in. They partnered with Hitler and Nazism. They took down those twin towers to cripple the United States economically because they're Marxists who hate capitalism. They took down the twin towers to terrorize us with fear into submission for control and immediately afterwards they began a campaign to push a false narrative on anybody who questions islam as a bigot in order to use our kindness our culture and our religious beliefs as a tool against us and as the bodies lie bleeding from islamic terrorists care is always at the microphones aren't they remember when the when the terrorist in san bernardino shot up a christmas party do you remember what loretta lynch had to say she warned when it was all see something, say something. What, what do they always do after an Islamic terrorist attack? They warn against Islamophobia and even tell you, see something, say something, but you better be careful if you're going to say anything about Muslims. Why does all this matter? Why am I laying all this out as we get close to 9-11? Because do these tactics that you're hearing about from these, that, that I just laid out from the Islamic terrorist, any of it sound familiar? With what's been going on with the Democrat Party? With Antifa? And Black Lives Matter, are they not terrorizing us? Are they not, uh, are are, are they not, um, you you think about the Islamic terrorists, one of the things that they do 
is, whether it's in the Taliban or whether it's in Iran, is they force these facial coverings. This is about control. It's supposed to be the guys to protect the women, right? Because if somebody sees, sees a woman's ankle and she gets raped, it's her fault. What's even worse here with the Democrats with these forced facial coverings for, for power over people is that now they, they're even wanting to include babies and grown men in this. But it's all about forcing submission. BLM and Antifa, their tactics, much like the terrorists flying planes into Twin Towers, is to use fear against us, to cripple us. They want to cripple us with fear to get us into submission. They want to cripple us economically by burning down our businesses, threatening business owners. They want to cripple us economically by using the coronavirus, which is why they're using the excuse of forced facial coverings. Under Islamic terrorist governments and regimes, and Islam, and I've been saying for a long time, is a political ideology that hides behind a religious component. And like the left in this country, the Islamists want to use our religious freedoms as a way, and and, and our culture, Judeo-Christian principles, they want to destroy that, but they also want to use it against us because they know we're good-hearted. But under these Islamic terrorist country, these regimes, one of the things that they do is that they punish the infidel. If you're not, if you're not uh, Islamic, if you're not Muslim, that you have to pay a tax. Isn't that what these reparations are all about? Isn't that what they're pushing for with Black Lives Matter? Hey, you're not a part of us. You're you're an infidel because of a certain skin color. You're, you're gonna you're gonna you owe us something. You're gonna have to pay us something. Black Lives Matter going around these these uh, these communities. Demanding a certain percentage, otherwise you're going to be you're going to be destroyed. How is that different from what's going on in these theocratic Islamic terrorist regimes around the country? It sure seems. Uh, what else goes on in these Islamic uh, countries? They use the courts to go after its citizens or anybody any dissident. Thanks to President Trump, there was a couple of uh, of American preachers. Because, oh, yeah, one of the things that they do is they they don't just go after dissidents in these in these Islamic regimes, uh, but they go after Christians. Look who's being persecuted in this country right now. God bless President Trump for getting some of these these Americans released. Dr. Ahmed is right. The terrorists are in a war against Western civilization, and unfortunately, that includes the Democrat Party, and they are hell bent to destroy us. And that's why you did not hear one word about these riots why Biden didn't mention it, why they're hoping you're not paying attention to it. But it's very real because these tactics and I don't believe these tactics are going away after November. These tactics are here to stay because in one way or another, these terrorists aim to destroy the fabric of this country. They aim to, to continue to beat you and beat you and beat you physically, emotionally and mentally into submission one way or another. We're going to take a break. I'm well past the point of a break. We can back. You guys tell me if you think I'm wrong. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Coming up in a little bit, we got my buddy Bob Walters, who will be back for his regular segment on Fridays. Later on, we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Um, I, I got to tell you guys, already brewing uh, for Stink of the Week continues to be the Democrat convention. Um, you know, as I was talking, thinking before the break, thinking today, 
uh, the similarities between the Democrats, which is why I've been talking for years about how they've partnered with these Islamists. There's there's very little difference between them and their tactics. It's all about wanting a centralized system of power with complete control over us little peasants. Uh, yeah, they, they fail to discuss the riots. Huge mistakes strategically. They're trying to hopefully that nobody's going to notice that is going on, which is which is my numbingly stupid uh, because everybody knows everybody saw that video of the kid, the truck driver being kicked in the head. An arrest was made today. I don't know if you guys saw the um, did you see the mugshot potato skins of the 25 year old who who was finally arrested? No, I know. I've been watching the incident very closely, but I have not seen the mugshot yet. Yeah, uh, he looks like he's about to cry. Like he's just, you know, like he's just so, you know, can't believe that he's, you know, got a, he's facing jail time for this, like three felonies. Because, and this is what happens when you've got like 80 days of, you know, these, these punks being allowed to just do whatever they want to do across the nation. They're shocked that there's actually any repercussions for their actions. Oh, sure. Some of these rioters have been getting arrested and they're not for one moment. Did you think, hey, I'm being caught on camera, I might actually have, you know, some arrests coming my way. Well, then, well, the message that's been sent to them by Democrats, mayors, and district attorneys, and police departments that have been told to, to step aside, the message to them is that you've got a free reign to terrorize the United States of America and Freedom get away with it. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about physical, yeah, uh, they're under the guise of them being considered peaceful protesters. Now, we right. all, did you see the video of the former police officer in New York City? City being beaten uh, by and and oh by the way you you want to look at let's straight talk here this was a person of color a 25 year old person of color I don't know his background or whatever but he was a black man who beat up and kicked in the head a white guy same thing that happened on the streets in New York these terrorists are going around this country many of them are white by the way which is which is mind-numbingly stupid on its face um, so enter uh, Mayor Lightfoot Lori Lightfoot in Chicago got busted because she banned protest on her street her street and says that she's got a right to protect her property really isn't that so typical this is the way it is life under communist because when the democrat party talk back talk about build back better after coronavirus what they're talking about is communism that's their idea of building it back well let me tell you this is life under communism this is it. They get to do, they get to take over your business, whether it's Uber or Lyft, and tell you how you got to operate, or tell you if you're a movie theater or a church, you're still not allowed to operate, in spite of the fact that we don't even have anybody dying from this in San Diego County anymore. Or if you're a business owner or a property owner, you don't have the right to protect yourself. You don't have the right to be protected from protesters, including the fact you don't even have the right to to use your weapons that you legally possess, even under the Castle Doctrine in St. Louis, and defend your property. No, but the, the elites do the elites do this is this is what this is the utopia that you democrat voters think is coming your way this is what you want you want to have your business completely controlled and shut down destroyed and looted and ransacked by a bunch of punks who think that they have the right to come and physically attack you or demand a percentage of your profits as reparations the economic destruction going on but who else? And, and last night, as I was talking about my the connections to Islamic terrorism, Linda Sarsour spoke at the convention, a woman who, who not only is promoting Sharia in this country, but has ties to terrorist organizations. But get a, guess else who spoke at the Democrat convention? Uh, Potato Skins, you know, you've ever heard of anybody named Donna Hilton? I have heard of the name, but I don't do not know where she's from. Uh, she's the Jamaican-American convicted of murder in the second degree. 
and two counts of kidnapping in the first degree for her role in the kidnapping, rape, torture, and murder of New York businessman Thomas Villarolo in 1985. She was sentenced to 25 years to life. She was paroled in 2012 after serving more than 26 years. Do you know why she and six other people kidnapped, held for weeks, and raped with a pole this man? Because he was gay. But yeah, Joe Biden and the Democrats, the party of empathy, right? The party of justice, the party of respect. You make me sick. And you know who else is sick of it? Rose McGowan. Do you know who Rose McGowan is? I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, she tweeted out, what have the Democrats done to solve anything? Help the poor? No. Help black and brown people? No. Stop police brutality? No. Help single mothers? No. Help children? No. You have achieved nothing. Oh, I love her now. Oh, yeah. Nothing. She said, why did people vote Trump? Because of you, you blanks. She called him a bunch of frauds yesterday. My Absolutely prop. right on. So they, they uh, achieved their objective, I think, of having a convention that really didn't... Um, you know, do do any damage necessarily, or so they thought. But I'm looking forward to next. Didn't week. Didn't gain him any ground. It didn't gain him any ground, and I can't wait for next week because next week they've got Kimberly Clasic that's going to be here. She's that beautiful African American gal who's running for Elijah Cummings seat in Baltimore. Um, they've got the McCluskey couple from St. Louis that protected their property, um, and Trump is going to be there being Trump. You know, and here's the thing. When you've when you've been in office in Congress or and or the vice president for 47 years and you don't have a record that you can your your campaign pitches. Let me now become president and I'll solve the problems that I that I never did anything to solve for 47 years compared to a guy who has a record that up until the coronavirus and Democrats destroying the economy under the guise of coronavirus who I mean, look at Trump's record. I think it's I think it's a no brainer. I think everybody I talk to says I'm wrong and I've been saying it for a while. and I still hold to my beliefs. I still think it's going to be a landslide victory for Trump. I think the only way it's not is if they do successfully steal it with a melon ballot. Correct. And that concerns me. It concerns me because they this postmaster general was up there today in front of the Senate and they got him to say that he isn't that he supports mail in balloting Saw that. And, and that he's going to and he d- is defending, you know, that the post office is going to do everything they can. I don't know who paid attention to that. Uh, the cat's already out of the bag. We already have states doing mail in balloting. We already have people, friends of mine on Facebook, showing pictures of multiple ballots coming to their home for dead relatives. Um, you know, we're, I'm going to get a mail-in ballot delivered to my home that I can then send in as well as going in in person. I could go vote twice. So uh, what we need to do is we need to support President Trump. We need to get on the phone with everybody that we know in the swing states, and we need to make sure that they get out to vote and that they get people out to vote. We need to make sure turnout, turnout, turnout. It's all about the Electoral College. We also need to get people out here in the state of California for the down ballots. Look, if this guy won and took back a Democrat, you know, entrenched district in LA, we, we could take back some seats here in California because there are many business people. Look at what this in California, just just look at this AB five. Uber and Lyft are going to be gone in about five days. They may they may be here through the twenty fifth and they're, so they're going to be gone. And there are Democrats that are really angry about this. Because see what happens with Democrats is is they buy into this this um these platitudes that can fit on a bumper sticker. Nobody should die because of their sick and all, you know, all the different, you know, they, they buy into the flowery language and the false promises 
that Marxists love to spew out there. And then when they start to feel the pinch and the pain of these policies that the elites never have to live under, the elites like Lori Lightfoot, she'll be able to protect her property. Oh, they got a different set of rules. Yeah, different set of rules. But when the Democrat voters start feeling the pain of it, like they're feeling under this AB5, then suddenly they're like, oh, no. We know we can't live with this anymore. So we have an opportunity here. The choice has never been more clear, I think, for the American people. And I think that uh, Trump has it. I'm looking. I'm so I've never been more excited for a convention. I'm excited for next week. Well, and you know, Trump's going to be live, too. And that I mean, that Trump's going to be in his element. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in our buddy, Bob Walters. He's going to share with you the latest that's going on this week. And then we're going to wrap up this week's uh, show with Hero of the Week and Sneak of the Week and 888-344-1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. My buddy Bob Walters joins me now for his weekly segment on education. Got to lead into it by telling y'all, in case you didn't know, ain't Becky got two months today for uh, her, her role in trying to uh, bribe her girl's into uh, USC. Here's a funny tweet about it. Given that Lori Loughlin is going to prison, I think Aunt Becky may be starring in the next Full House follow-up series, Big House. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, there's a lot of people that think she should have got more time, but, you know, I, I, I don't really know. Um, I think that, you know, I some of the some of the parents might be thinking, hey, uh, instead, she should have gone down, uh, learned Mexican and come across the border illegally. Then she could have gotten her girls into school for free. Um, but what do I know? I'm not the education expert. My buddy Bob Walters is and he joins me now. Hey, Bob, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Any thoughts on the that. Aunt Becky story before we get into your hot topics? <laughs> well, you're right about coming across the border. You can get a free education and free free college, whatever. Yeah, especially in California. So, what you got for us this week, my friend? Well, uh, of course, with all the kids going back to virtual school, because how most of them are going, with no very few live classes going on. There's some interesting things that have been happening, rather shocking, frankly, in uh, Massachusetts. They. Uh, report that the parents who, whose children do not show that they're actively on the remote learning sessions are now being turned into the state uh, Department of uh, Child Abuse, and investigators come to their house to find out what is going on. Wow. And I guess you, that's the yeah. form the new truancy uh, program. Um, but, you know, that, uh, you know, what you know, what that tells me is, is that, it's how convenient. What a way to have to make sure that state inspectors can come into your home and see what you're doing, uh, then to keep schools shut down and then set them up for online learning. And then if they don't sign in one day on attendance, then the the inspectors can come into your home. Scary. It really is. It uh, shows a, a little taste of the Marxist future that we may have in our life. Hopefully not. But yeah. Uh, then in uh, Tennessee, parents got a different story. In uh, one of the major counties, Rutherford County, the uh, parents were all told that they must agree not to monitor children's virtual classes. 
They can't look at it. They can't be in the same room with the children are getting their virtual class. And uh, it's forbidden. It's probably so they don't see what kind of indoctrination is being taught. Wait, the parents are not allowed. The parents are not allowed to be in the same room. No, they have to leave the room. They cannot watch or listen to the uh, the classes at all. And uh, that's crazy. Yes, it is. Well, and how are they going to enforce that? If I was a parent, I'd be sitting right there. I'd I'd have my face right. I'd be in a close up. Well, the parents have to sign a note too, or they the kids can't even be in the virtual class. So the parents have to sign it and quote any violation of this agreement will result in RCS removing my child from virtual meeting and classrooms. People homeschool. Yeah, that is that is insane. People homeschool your kids. All right, go on, Bob. It's just part of the, I don't know, the heavy-handed government reaching on our face. Uh, Yeah, California. Of course, they started the uh, virtual classes and. Schools, most of them will end up right next week anyway. But it's been reported by the governor that uh, one million students do not have computers or hotspots in the state of California. So 30% of all the kids in the state cannot take virtual classes. So the governor, and they're mainly, uh, I'd say, Latino and, and black students. So the governor is proposing that any of the minority students who cannot get hooked to a computer will be given not a computer, but a free grade to go on to school or college or whatever they end up doing after they get done with this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a solution, Bob. <laughs> Basically, you're not going to get an education. We're just going to give you an A. And even if you, yeah. can't, even if you can't put a sentence together or add two plus two, making it, making it impossible for you to get a skill or a job or anything, hey, you got an A. <laughs> no, it's... It really doesn't teach the kids the right lesson in life, which is part of what's wrong with these kids, demonstrating around the street, right. demanding everything in life for free, I swear. Well, then on another field, ethnic studies rages on. The University of Pittsburgh joined about 200 of the universities now requiring mandatory anti-racism course for incoming freshmen. The new course is, quote, anti-black racism, history, ideology, and resistance. And... It's required, or the kids cannot be allowed into the class, into the college. And it's designed to inform the students of black history and culture and about the multiple forms of anti-black racism and how to be an anti-racist. It's like, it's, it's, it's just too much. It's just, what you're doing is teaching racism in yeah. the name of doing away with racism. Right? Yeah, well, of course. I mean, that's everything that the that the liberals are all about. I mean, you know, it's like Seattle, city of Seattle, hauling in their white employees and giving, telling them how they need to undo their whiteness and let it begin by being willing to sacrifice their personal safety and their property. You know, I mean, the, you know, there's liberalism is where liberty goes to die, and it is about the discriminatory practice of inequality against some people under the false guise of equality. And it's just all, uh, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors and lies. And it just, every week when you come on and we, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that we have so many Americans that are falling for this crap going on in this country. But yeah, it begins it with, with this kind of crap. You know, we, you know, this is why we have so many, because what's been going on in these schools and what you're talking about has been going on a really long time. It might be yep. coming to a head now or at a crescendo or um, be at a point now where we weren't 10 years ago teaching five-year-olds that there's 29 different genders. But the indoctrination 
of anti-Americanism and anti-capitalism and pro-Marxism and all that has been going on a long time. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Then I got another one that's even a little more spectacular. Oh, gosh. It's a grade school in uh, really a wealthy Pennsylvania school district that's going to require children to read a book called, this is from uh, six-year-olds and seven-year-olds, a book called Not My Idea, quote, A Book on Whiteness. It claims white people who relate to police officers or decline to watch the news are complicit in racism. It's just like, what? This is for (laughs) six-year-olds? Yeah, yeah. Where is this? It's in in, uh, uh, Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. In In a wealthy area. Well, that doesn't surprise me because these limousine libtards, you know, um, this this is not the kind of stuff that minority people are are embracing in the African-American community traditionally. No. So this is. Wow. Well, I got I got a copy and I read it a little further. The book also teaches kids not only to defy parents, but to hate themselves and their parents because they are white. You need to have a sense of of guilt for being white and your parents are part of that. Uh, problem and uh <laughs> that's child abuse the, the district, it's just like that is unbelievable that it's, is that is first of all it's systemic racism it is a government yeah. institution teaching that white people are bad and then worse going to these little white kids and telling them that they're inferior that something is wrong with them you are when you do that when you demean and diminish a child that is no different than a than a parent telling their kid all day long they'll never amount to anything they're worthless they're stupid they're ugly they're fat they're whatever and you destroy a child's self-esteem you remove any if 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 a child is not raised to believe in a healthy self-love and to respect themselves they are doomed for the rest of their lives this is Flat out child abuse, and it is so frightening and so scary. It makes me so angry. I can't even tell you. I know it's a huge bad dent on the next generation of, of kids coming into this country. Shame. Yeah. Then you got Newsom, who uh, pushed by the Black Lives Matter to sign a new uh, ethnic studies requirement for California universities, which is much stronger than what the professors had suggested some months ago. It covers Africans, Latinos, Asians, and Native Americans. And, uh, of course, it, it teaches how the white people have abused them and uh, been neglected of them and are at fault for the condition they have in life. And that's now a mandatory one-year class for all students in California. It's just like... All okay. students is in... At what grade? Do we know what grades yet on this one? Well, this is this is uh, college. So oh, this is college. You can't get okay. out of college if you don't pass this ethnic studies requirement. Wow. We need, we need the department... We need... Yeah, we need the Department of Education, Trump's Department of Education to step in and say, you're going to be teaching this kind of of, uh, anti-American racist nonsense. You're not going to get any federal money. Although a lot of this might be state money, but no, these state schools get federal money as well. Same thing for local school districts. Not going to get any Department of Education money if you're teaching white kids uh, that they're inferior and that something's wrong with them. Or you're teaching this ethnic studies, uh, America is evil kind of nonsense it's if you want to offer it as an elective fine but have it be a requirement that's when the federal government needs to step in and say you're not getting a dime all of these things represent the government stepping way beyond where they belong where absolutely they be. and it, it's going to injure our, our next generation then final point i got so far as the uh, developments going in ethnic studies kathy hoffman the democratic superintendent of schools in arizona just got up just got appointed 
She hates the Bible, so she swore she took her oath on a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> oh my gosh! And she, she's oh going to be in charge of all education in Arizona. Oh this is going to be oh fun. Oh my gosh! Woman, please. I mean, I like green eggs and ham as much as the next person, but how am I supposed to take an educator seriously when she's being sworn into, I'll eat it on a train, but not a plane? I mean, come on. You know, at Hello. least maybe maybe what she should have done is played. Remember when Jesse Jackson Jr. read Green Eggs and Ham? I wish we could yeah. pull up the audio. We're still having tech, tech issues here at the studio, but wow, crazy. Bob, at least you, at least you wrapped with, with giving me something to giggle over. <laughs> well, let me leave one final word. I want the listeners again, as said it a couple of weeks ago, to think about contributing to the group that is putting the sex education law, in, which is similar to ours, in Washington on the ballot. They need some help. So if somebody can contribute to it, it's common sense sex ed at yahoo.com. All right. Well, thank you and, so much. Uh, common sense sex ed. Yep. Common so sense sex ed. Yeah, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to put it on anyway, Facebook. Anyway, that's all. That's all the wonderful news I got for today. Well, that's enough, Bob. Um, maybe next time you may, maybe we'll start to have a shorter list each week when you come. Well, I, keep, on. I keep looking for good things to bring up, but I haven't found too many. Sadly. Oh, so. oh. Well, you know what? You're a good thing because, and I mean this sincerely, because you just dedicate. You're a successful businessman. You do this in your own time. And you are truly what it means to be an American patriot who takes his own time to do uh, something good to, to fight for our kids and to fight for our country and our future. And Bob's book is Facing Reality in American Education, and you need to get it on Amazon and read it. Love you for all you do, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Uh, now, we're going to be back with our Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Man, talk about needing to get to a shorter list of the Stink of the Week. Uh, but we got a good hero idea for you guys as well. So come on back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. It's now time for our Hero of the Week and our Stink of the Week segment. So I got to throw it out to you. Uh, well, before we get to that, you know, we used to do Friday Fun Day segments where we would give people ideas of things that they could do uh, for fun over the weekends. Um, now that pretty much we still have California, in spite of the fact that we are so below even the ridiculously high arbitrary standards uh, that the uh, gruesome Newsom has laid out on us, uh, we're still not reopened anywhere. So, you know, it makes it h- h- hard for us to come up with a Friday fun day idea when pretty much everything is closed. And I got but- all excited that AMC was opening this week. I was glad to hear Bill Holland say, so hopefully California AMC is opening next week. But it was supposed to be this week that AMC was supposed to be reopening and, uh, you know, 15 cent tickets. And that didn't happen. Thanks, Gavin. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw in the news tonight that I guess... Uh, uh, the zoo, as well as the safari park, I still want to call it the wild animal park. I still call it that. <laughs> uh, are going to be offering free entrance, free t- uh, free tickets, free admission for kids in the month of October. You know, it's it's still summer. I mean, these kids have had no summer because we can't do anything. I mean, you can go to the beach, that's true. Um, but if you're in Del Mar, you're still going to be hounded by the morality police, which takes me back to my open where I was talking about the Democrats and how I, there's no daylight between the Democrats 
gets to me. And the Islamist, what, what goes on in Tehran? The morality police go around and if a woman's got her hair hanging out a little bit out from under her shador. It's a scary they, correlation. It, well, and it's true. That's what's going on. Uh, one of the things we, we sometimes, what we used to do is... Uh, we would say maybe there's a movie or something you can watch on net- Netflix. Well, I've got as a stink of the week and one of my hero of the week runner ups is about involves Netflix. I don't know if you heard. Don't uh, kill it for me. Well, no, this is this is a, a movie to not watch. OK, this is an example of the left. Uh, again, not unlike the Islamists. What what is it under Islam that you can uh, show? And this is uh, you can uh, Google this yourself. This is in hyperbole. I'm not. See, at first it I up. thought you were going to kill Netflix for me altogether, and I would have something else to not do. <laughs> well, I, I'm about to because there's people that are signing a petition to to boycott Netflix because what what else do uh, these far left Democrats have in common with the Islamist uh, pedophilia in Islam? The age of which you can marry off a girl is the age of nine, the, and and we have a push for pedophilia in this country and to normalize pedophilia as a part of the LBGTQ movement. NAMBLA, North American Man-Boy Love Association, has been you know around for a long time. When so Netf- I'm guessing this is a Netflix original. Then. Well, this is a Netflix movie. It's not an original. It's a movie that came out of France and um, it has it, it, the movie, uh, it, according to the L.A. Times, is about an 11 year old girl who, quote, joins a free spirited dance crew of twerkers, which is a disgustingly uh, grotesque uh, type of dance move in an act of rebellion against her family. Uh, the film, uh, uh, they describe her as an 11 year old girl who who explores her femininity. This is about exploiting and sexualizing young girls. We're talking about 11 years old. And not only is this movie a discussing sexualization uh, depiction of young girls, the movie poster that Netflix put out was pornographic. They have apologized for the, quote, inappropriate artwork that they used uh, for the movie, but they're going to continue um, to um, air the movie beginning globally on September 9th. According to the American College of Pediatricians, Dr. Joseph Zanga, he declared that child traffickers and porn addicts will likely be this film's most enthusiastic viewers. Children today are hurting, and this film sets the stage to exploit and compound the adverse childhood experiences from which far too many youth already suffer. He says, it is unethical and perhaps even criminal for Netflix to contribute to the societal dangers these children already face. Responsible and ethical adults understand that we have a duty to protect our nation's children for the sake of our children's health and well-being this frightening excuse for entertainment must be deleted from netflix schedule as well as from its library and so this is my nominee for stink of the week my hero of the week goes to um the uh facebook again oh shoot where is her name um the something mommy shoot i don't know why i'm not able to see her her name, I got a goop from Facebook um, who made everybody aware of this and actually has a petition. It's Conservative Mommy, I think is her name. And she's got a petition going around that has 49,000 signatures. So she's my hero of the week for bringing this to everybody's attention. Um, you got a hero and a stink? Stink of the week, uh, Gavin Newsom for the theaters and for what he's doing to the education of uh, Californian kids. It's, it's despicable. And hero of the week actually came up with, with the last minute, uh, Bob Walters. Thank you for all you do. All right. Love you all. See you all Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Stay safe. Bye.